You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Open Abroad, and I'm in Ennis Diamond in County Clare. And uh, I've come across uh, an Albertan, a Canadian from Edmonton, who's been here since 2005 and operates business here in the Hinch. Uh, Randy Lewis, thanks a million for coming for, for a walk and a chat. Absolutely, thanks for having me. Um, so 2005, you came to Ireland? Yeah, 2005, um, straight from Canada to Ireland. Why? Uh, well, I, uh, I met some friends that I lived and worked with in Australia a few years before, and kind of getting bored in Canada, and I love traveling the world, and that's, that's how I've learned how to cook and, and, and do the restaurant business. And um, he said, why don't you come over to Ireland? And I said, okay, be over there in a couple of months, and actually got a visa for two countries uh, in a row. That's the way it was given by the embassies. I was given a visa for Ireland and England. Okay, and we'll talk about the, the restaurant business in a bit. So when you, you made the move, so you'd been in Australia before you came to here? Yes, yeah. No, I was in Australia in 2001. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and that was when you left. Kind of you left Edmonton in 2001. I left it. Edmonton in 2000 and stayed in Australia till 2001. Um, after traveling around uh, Edmonton, or sorry, after traveling around the west of Canada and the west of the United States, right? Um, working, traveling, moving around Canada um, in the Rockies and Vancouver and down into and down into the, the states as well, and just learning. And then I decided to go to Australia. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I'm going to ask straight off because it's a typical um, benefit, like how much travel and living in other places broadens the mind. Well, for me, it was really good because that's the way I learn, that's the way I do things. So the practical knowledge and practical being there, um, you know, it definitely helped me along the way, absolutely, in, in career and, and probably in a little bit more mindfulness. Um, yeah, 100%. And seeing different cultures and the way they live, I think, is really a big eye-opener for maybe how strong uh, we live in the West. Yes. But also, I think that we all contend to live in a bubble where we lack of awareness of how the rest of the world lives and when you do travel and particularly when you live in another country I know in Canada if you go from Vancouver over to St. John's Newfoundland you see how the other half lives but that's still in the protective bubble of Canada uh, and when you get outside of that you realise there is a big huge world out there um, so 2005 then you arrived here and settled in Dublin for a while settled in Tallis Dublin working at a big hotel up there, City West Hotel. All right, yeah. That's the largest hotel in Ireland. I think it could even be the most rooms, yeah, maybe even in Europe. Right. They yeah. have over 2,000 rooms there. Yeah. And uh, how long did you spend up there? I spent uh, about seven months up there um, before thinking if I didn't go to the west of Ireland, I would regret it. Because um, I didn't go to the west of Australia, and I regret doing that. Right. So I'll have to cover that later, <laughs> later on in, 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 in a few years. So I, I came out west in search of waves. And um, in 2005, nobody was really using Google to find out their information. So I just went on my housemates, uh, what they were saying to me. And they said, go to, go to Galway City and you'll get some waves. And I landed up in Galway City and went to the hostel. It's just right across from the bus station. And I asked them yeah. where, uh, where, the, where the surf is. And they said, there's no surf in this city. You have to catch another bus. And it's right down there. It goes to a place called La Hinch. Yep. And so, you know, not knowing anywhere where I was going, I just jumped on the bus and landed in La Hinch. So you literally only passed through Galway? 
I literally just passed through Galway thinking I was going to be there and didn't know anything about La Hinch. Right. And then we can pick up from based on what you said, just restaurant and hotel. So you've been in the hospitality sector I have your career. Absolutely. For the last, I'd say, 25 years. Right. And um, so then arriving down here into uh, West Clare, and how are you going? Uh, arriving into West Clare, into La Hinch, um, as a surf bum? Yeah, well, I, yeah, yeah, I guess I wouldn't say surf bum, but <laughs> in, in aspirations of becoming maybe a surf bum, yeah. Um, you know, just just the surfing lifestyle, I think it's a bit, you've got to be ready to go when the waves come, and I think my career took, took a little bit more of a front seat than the waves did. Don't get me wrong, if I'm in a hot country in the hot days, I'll surf every day, and down here I, I wouldn't do it very often, a few times a year maybe. I know I've, I've watched the documentary on surfing in La Hinch done by Australians. It's, uh, it was fabulous, it's a beautiful, yeah. mo- brilliant movie. So um, you arrive down here, you want to surf, that doesn't put food on the table. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And that, that's actually an yeah. interesting way of putting it, because like, <laughs> it doesn't put food on your own table, no, or no. you don't put food on anybody else's table. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so where'd you go? So working, just working at a. It was a. It was a new hotel. It was revamped. It was called the uh, Lahinch Golf and Leisure, which is now the Lahinch Coast Hotel. Right. Um, I started working there um, for a few months, probably six six months, and they actually applied for me to get a visa to stay a bit longer. And after that, I decided I was 26, and I decided um, I wanted bigger and better challenges. So I was lucky enough. There was a hotel opening in Doolin called Hotel Doolin um, so at the tender young age of 26 a man named John Burke gave me an amazing opportunity to to build his food his, his food part of the hotel which, which is, is quite a big busy hotel when it comes to food it it's, um, goes through a couple thousand people a day right. um, so I was building you know I definitely in charge of building some locations there it has, has you know quite a few eateries in the place and then recession came in and uh, I decided I had a good opportunity I had a good opportunity to to go to India and Asia and work all right um, you know and with, with recession in um, I was getting a bit older I was I was, I was 30 I think or ter- 29 turning 30 and I decided to take up work in Asia and more importantly India so I worked in India for a couple of years and um, then I came back here in 2011 to open up Randaddy's. Right. And Randaddy's is your premises here in the Hinch. That's so now you're up on nine years going on ten years. We're going on ten years of January, yeah. Yeah. Um, My longest job ever. And we'll talk a bit about <laughs> that in, in a bit as well. But when you say you got the opportunity to take responsibility for the food at uh, the hotel... How would somebody walk up to you, a Canadian immigrant? Yeah. And um, what was it that, uh, first of all, you would achieve that brought you to his attention? And, and he said, uh, I, I, I want you to do this for me. I think I just, like you said, I think I think I got lucky, the right place, right time. And at the age of 26, I had already worked in the food industry for, for 11 years, um, 11 or 12 years. And I think I just really sold myself and I really undercut any other chef going in for a job. I said I'd pretty much do it for, for half the price. So give me a chance. Right. And, uh, and you know what? He did. And, um, and it was an amazing opportunity because, like I said, it was, it was quite a, it's, a, it's, a, it's quite a big eatery. There's, there's uh, you know, four or five outlets to get food from. So, yeah, he took a chance on me and, 
and uh, that worked and, and really from there it kind of springboarded my knowledge in the food industry and business wise um, so coming into um, Ireland with uh, its long history of just being here for thousands of years and coming from what you grew up with in western Canada um, culturally how did you feel? culturally it's it's, um, it's not, not real much difference I find I mean obviously there is there's small differences but I find there's, there's a lot of similarities more than differences um, the Irish culture is is you know quite friendly Canadian culture is quite friendly um, I, I kind kind of relate it to maybe maybe America being like England and Canada being like Ireland when it comes to cultures I would say and did you have any trouble adapting to the uh, vernacular here no not at all not at all it's fairly easy yeah, some subtle differences yeah. I know I had to adapt I had to drop a few phraseologies that are appropriate to hear yeah well there's, there's a few there's a few of them there that yeah, didn't, didn't quite don't quite work back at home they'd no. be thinking other things yes having the crack wouldn't well, be the nice thing to be saying and you in Canada and you don't put anything on the long finger no 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 we don't we don't put anything on the long finger in, in, in Canada no. the other one's like that as well <laughs> and the other one I had a real problem with was when something goes a bomb it's a positive here. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it, it doesn't quite work like that back home. No, it doesn't. So, Rendaddy's then, you established 2011? Yeah. Uh, and what is Rendaddy's? Rendaddy's is a restaurant uh, that's a collaboration from my travels from around the world. Right. So, the feeling that you get, uh, the food you get, the experience you get is is any experience when it comes to food and flavors from from the travels so if you eat it in my restaurant it's it's made by us in the restaurant um, you know example dim sum you know I worked with a chef in Hong Kong at the JW Marriott he taught me taught me how to do dim sum so you're getting authenticity um, that I feel you probably wouldn't get at normal places because I've been there worked it did it worked with the best right for some of the best chefs in, in, in that line of cuisine so one of the big challenges now is a lot of people, a lot of customers are looking for local produce. Yes. And uh, so if you want to deliver an international menu effectively, um, uh, have you difficulty sourcing or how are you able to source well, what you need? I think, no, it's, it's fairly straightforward. It's, it's, uh, it's fairly straightforward when, when it comes to sourcing. Ireland has some, some, some good products. Um, obviously, they have some good small small producers that are, that are really good right. and then obviously as far as Asian goods there's always somebody knocking around or companies knocking around that'll give you everything you want um, for international ingredients we should mention that the noise in the background is the water cascading down rocks as we walk around the, through the spa hotel in, um, in Steinman on one of the walks through the woods and it is breathtaking stunning beautiful here it is. It's like a different planet, isn't it? It is, it is. Have you been through here before? I've been in the falls numerous times. I haven't been on 
this particular walk before. <laughs> I and should do it again. It is. It's stunning. And, and again, it, it's stunning. It is. It's just beautiful. It's actually three and a half K to do a round trip and get back to the falls. Right. Um, from, from the start to finish. I don't know if you have that time oh, or not. We'll, make, we'll, we'll be able to make that happen. Okay. And um, so then, you, so local sourcing is fine. The other challenge um, I find in this day and age is so much of the food that you are relying on comes with maybe additives and you then have to yeah. specify everything and I know in my wife's case like she has a, an issue with sulfites okay and there's practically sulfites in everything in everything um, uh, do you try and how do you deal with that well everything in Randall is made on the premise um, right. you know I mean everything well obviously soya sauce we're not making that on the premise but you know any if you have teriyaki sauces it's made there so we, we can account for every ingredient so if somebody has some allergens they can definitely make us aware of it we'll give them the ingredients list that's what's in that recipe right and if they don't want it they don't have to have it but right I think that's really one good thing about what we do there is everything being made underneath our roof yeah. down to the breads yeah. and the pastries is I guess something I've always enjoyed you know and learn how to cook in Canada and around the world um, Ireland as everywhere has gone through six months of lockdown of challenges particularly for the food sector the entertainment sector uh, any sector that is relying on people coming in sitting down with each other and all the rest of it how do you manage uh, sorry I again well, I, how, I was how listening you, but I, how, I how have you managed how have I managed Ireland or for the last six months oh for the last six months yeah sorry no. <laughs> I was listening to everything so the last six months have obviously been challenging for everybody yeah. but I think when it came down to it I think like a lot of governments around the world they kind of stepped up a bit and, and gave a few you know they were quite strong with the banks letting the banks know that you know putting loans on hold with no out of payment payments was a, was a massive thing for as a business owner yeah um, so, you know they're also with the employees they gave you a chance to really progress your business I found like we, we were allowed we were able to be yeah. open we were able to be open during the lockdown doing takeaway food something we would never do and the government gave us the, the tools to be open um, right. um, and it allowed us to finance it or they, they kind of financed it through through the taxes and tax incentives so, so we, we developed a couple new products along the way right so one side of a coin is supply and the other is demand yes so of course during this period um, demand also dropped yes so it's one thing being able to kind of adapt to a changing environment and say well I can now meet the supply side yeah how has the demand been then demand demand has been you know obviously during lockdown demand diminished because you can only we can only dra- travel 2k so yep. we weren't extremely busy for takeaway um, but, but once the travel ban was lifted takeaway was the only option um, for about a month and a half yep. and, and it was and it was busy Lahinch I'm very lucky we built a business on the beachfront of one of the number one surf locations in the country yep. and we really took advantage of that so demand was up and then obviously during the summertime our size of the restaurant we were still able to take out 10, 10 tables um, and our patio space is quite large so naturally we were able to compensate quite quite easily luckily enough and um, as you approach the end of what would be the normal season and heading into a colder period here nothing 
Not, nothing like Alberta, nothing like Ottawa, nothing, nothing like Northern Quebec no. or other places. Uh, how are things looking as you approach the winter? Well, I'm trying to be quite positive with the stuff we developed over the lockdown um, and the fact that there's people staying around a lot more, um, obviously, in these times than, than normal. Yeah. I, I, I'm hoping our numbers will be... Don't get me wrong, these are money-losing months, but you try yeah. and be open because of staff. Yes. And employees, they, you know, it's very hard for them to do it. Yeah. And it's very hard also to, to try and close down your business for a few months a year and expect those, uh, the staff colleagues to come back. Yes. So we try and be open. But this winter is looking a little bit more positive. Yeah. Um, September's been, been quite strong. So I'm hoping for a great October and a great November and Christmas kind of takes care of itself. Yeah. Yeah. So in a normal year, would you get a bit of a hiatus, say, into the winter at any time where you might be able to get a break, close down for two or three weeks and go yeah. off vacation? Absolutely. That's, that's kind of what I use for my travel time now. So I can't work where I live or travel and work where, where I go anymore. Obviously, the restaurant and having a small little fella, five years old. Yeah. So I definitely take the winter time to, to try and get out, get away. Quite, quite often, more than not, I go on trips to really document, really, and, and show the travels of the, of the brand and, more importantly, show recipes and give back and let people know the way we developed the restaurant and how we developed the restaurant and that we're sticking by the many of the things I guess I learned over the last 25 years. That's how we came to be conceived around Eddie's. So, you have a, uh, you just mentioned you have a little five-year-old um, back at school or back in... Yeah, he's his first year of junior infants, I believe it is. So, yeah. I think grade one for everybody back home in Canada. Oh, grade one, at five in grade one? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I see, I still haven't fully adapted to what the terminology back home is. Grade one, I believe, is five. Yeah, junior yeah, infants. Well, I yeah, was, I went to baby infants. Then I was or junior. kindergarten, I think it's oh, called. Probably, yes. yes. Kindergarten in Canada. Right. So there was baby infants, there was middle infants, junior infants, and high infants. Um, so how has, if he's gone back, how has that been? Because I know our grandkids have just gone back. One of them developed a runny nose and had to get tested in Ottawa yesterday. Uh, and that was a uh, three-year-old. So, how are things here, Well, Sam, look, for me, it's been fairly easy. I haven't had any any troubles. Um, Sam, fairly, you know, he's, I guess he's, he's not really sick um, too often. Yeah. The past, um, past couple of years, um, he's fairly active himself, so maybe that helps him fight off oh. some things. Um, he, he's, he's quite active, actually. And going back to Edmonton, family there, you still have? Yes, family in Edmonton, Alberta. Yeah. And... Uh, as well as Calgary and a place called Banff. Yep, beautiful spot. Yeah, beautiful spot indeed. And uh, have they they've come over? You've been able to have them over here? Absolutely. Yeah, they come over once once in a while. Right. Obviously now it's a bit harder to travel. Yep. I wouldn't see them coming over here for a while. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, they come over to see their grandchild and just see what Ireland has to offer, I guess. And do you bring yeah, your other half and the, the, the and Sam back to Canada they've been to Canada yeah yeah well <laughs> funny enough I've, I've been divorced for about four years now <laughs> okay <laughs> but um, Sam has been brought back um, absolutely um, 
I, I guess when I have a chance to travel, though, I try to go somewhere hot. Um, <laughs> don't no, get me wrong. I can understand that. <laughs> when I have a chance to travel, it's the wintertime, but Canada is beautiful in the wintertime, and there's, yeah. there's one thing I missed about Canada. It is the snow. It is outdoor skiing, outdoor activities. Right, right. So, um, then, going back to Renderies, uh, you've developed a following, I know, uh, for what you do. Yes. Uh, tell us a bit about that. So, I guess, um, you know, in the restaurant industry, social media is king. Yep. Or in any industry now, you, you have to be using social media. So, we, we like to, or I like to document my journeys when I travel now and like to tell recipes. We give Recipe Tuesdays, every, every recipe, there's a video coming out every Tuesday. And, yeah. And how, how's the following? The following is good. I think we have 10,000 fans for, for Facebook for, for La Hinch, which is, is good considering we're not in the city. Yeah. Um, more importantly, we have a lot of engagement. Our videos go quite far, actually. Our videos are, you know, they get 100,000 views or 300,000 views. Or, and they're, they're quite comprehensive. So, if anyone's looking for the videos, if anyone's looking for details, Facebook and all the rest, where can they find Facebook and all the rest, yeah. Facebook, obviously our, our predominant predominant um, social media stream is Facebook. We're also on YouTube and Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, where we're all over the place, but predominantly the most used one is, is Facebook, yeah. And the, the page is under the name of? Randaddies. Randaddies. Yeah, and we'll spell it out for them there. R-A-N D-A-D-D-Y-S Right, so if you Google Randaddies or put in Twitter Randaddies, Facebook Randaddies and Google or anything, it'll all pop up for you. Yeah. So you're in the most wonderful part of the country when it comes to music. Yes. Have you been influenced? Uh, <laughs> funny enough, I, 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 I think there's... I, I, don't, I wouldn't really listen to much Irish, Irish music. Right. Um, but when I do have a chance, I do. When there is a great musician for folk or something, I, I try and give it a listen or, you know, I, I wouldn't get out to very much anymore <laughs> with a little fella um, being with me, uh, you know, kind of full time. And, well, the, the range of Irish styles covers everything, whether it be jazz and blues, country and Irish, country and western, a whole lot. And we're on a nice country road at the moment, and yeah. we're hearing the traffic go by, which is fine. That's, that's the beauty of this. It is. It's September, and we're able to go for a walk. That was rather cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so the, the whole gamut of genres are available. Absolutely, uh, yeah. And, and wonderful artists. Um, so, uh, you don't regret in any way the decisions you've made get coming and setting here? No, I don't, I don't think... No, I don't think I do. Don't get me wrong. I obviously have good days and bad days. Everyone does. But there's more good days than all. Yeah. Um, I could, you know, I mean, I had the opportunity, you know, lucky enough to open a restaurant on a beachfront of, of, in, in Ireland. I mean, I really wouldn't get that opportunity anywhere for, for the deal I got and for, the, for seeing actually more. Actually seeing the opportunity was the biggest thing. And, you know, that, that's kind of a dream come true, really. I mean, you have waves coming in. Yep. You have a great restaurant overlooking the Atlantic. Ocean. Yeah. I mean, that's just as good as being in Banff, having a restaurant overlooking the mountains. Right. And as I mentioned briefly earlier on, you know, there is a cultural difference. So from a lifestyle perspective, um, you know, I notice, I, I, you're familiar with Des Bishop? Yes. And you know the, the thing he does about the immersion? 
and uh, you know the Irish and making sure the light is turned out and yeah. the immersion is turned off. Yeah, you know the input costs here can be quite high. Yeah, and you would know that as a, an operator of a business that is heavily dependent on hydro and water. Yeah, cost of living definitely is a lot more. Um, you know, having to I guess maybe systems are just a bit different. Um, maybe technologies are a little bit different between the two countries as well. Um, I'll, I definitely, I, I find, I don't know, how do you find technologies are a little bit? Oh, technologies are different, but yeah. I'm, I'm impressed with some of the positives of Irish technology. Okay. Uh, while there are negatives, like, you know, I can get a mobile data dongle here. Yeah. You can't get that in Canada? No. No, really? No. Wow. Or, or, and like my phone here, I only pay for it when I arrive and it keeps my number and I don't have to pay the month oh, as you go. Yeah, I don't, okay. yeah, I don't have to pay a monthly to keep my phone active. That's Things that's, like that. That's really good. You yeah, know, yeah. So, um, and even though we're out in Wilhelm Malby on a mobile data connection, it's fine. Yeah. And we're up in the mountains in, in the Cumbria when we're not here. Jeez, what, what, what company are you using? Because sometimes my company isn't as strong. Well, I'm not saying yeah. it's a huge amount of bandwidth, but yeah. it's working. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so as you go and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So again, you know, I, I can't complain. I'm not saying it's nowhere is ideal yeah. but um, you know yourself when you get up outside Edmonton up into some of the remote areas yeah coverage is pretty weak Com- coverage is weak yeah yeah yeah. so no it's it's. Uh, I, I enjoy coming home yeah. I certainly enjoy coming home uh, and it's just it's, it's so different I think I just too bad I didn't know you were coming over here I'd get you to bring me some macaroni and cheese and cheese whiz <laughs> that would be that would be like the best thing I've ever got is I love cheese whiz that's, if I can say I miss anything it would be cheese whiz and macaroni and cheese well you original so just do is <laughs> make an arrangement to ship out potato and have the macaroni and cheese come back on the return trip yeah <laughs> Randy we're going to wrap up it's been fantastic chatting with you it's been really good and most educational and uh, I wish every success and thanks a million for you taking the time out of your day because I know time is scarce thank you very much I really appreciate you having me on